Welcome to Hellas Footy Podcast, episode number six. I'm your host, George. Uh, let's get started. Stephen, how are you? I'm well, thank you, man. Once again, just woke up, the coffee's been drunk, and I'm ready to talk about everything. Pretty much, we've got a lot to talk about. Perfect, perfect. Anthony, how are you, man? Uh, doing all right, I guess. Let's talk some bala. Yeah, that's it. Right, I know you're a bit, you're a bit uh, cranky lately, so we'll get, we'll get going. Michael, how are you, mate? Doing good, man. Having a gyro at the moment, and let's get to some discussions about Greek football. Beautiful. Let's get to it. Nico? I'm good. I'm re- keen to rip into this one. Beautiful. And last but not least, Greg? Very good. Uh, been a big week, guys, so looking forward to getting into it. It's been a huge week. All right. So, look, we've got a huge jam-packed show that we're going to try to cram in as, uh, in there, so we'll get started. Ethnic, your mother. Nilo, draw. I'm going to run to you first, Nico. You called it. Um, how do you see things, mate? Yeah, no, as you said, I did call it. You, you pretty much went to script. Like, they would sit deep, they would frustrate us, and we would struggle to break them down. That's pretty much the pattern of the game. I, I think we started brightly. And the, I thought the first half wasn't great, but it was okay. Um, half time, you, you said it as well. That substitution was bizarre. Mm, that that yeah. was the turning point. Yakumaki's coming off. You kill the kid's confidence. Not a kid, but you kill the guy's confidence in his first competitive start by taking him off in such a big game. Yeah, it didn't make sense, that one. And it was um, like for like initially before Zolis came on. That's the thing. If you're going to make a sub like that, give him something different to think about. Play two up front or something. I, I don't know. I would have, yeah. yeah, something different. But yeah. look, the chances still came in the second half. Kurbelis. Minimum should be hitting the target from there, like at least getting it on target. Um, yeah. Like I said, that's had a great chance, great save by. Well, did you did you see the uh, that that look uh, when Fortunis crossed the yeah, ball in, I and it, yeah, it was like this look of uh, dismay. Anyway, uh, Michael, how'd you see the game, mate? Specifically the game. Yeah. Um, again, we're, we're disappointed by the result because this is was this was our chance to go get promoted to League B, but for two two consecutive campaigns in a row of the Nations League, we just miss out. And it, it's quite disappointing for our um, national team because we don't we don't belong in League C. We don't. I believe in the quality that we have. We belong in League B at least. Yep. At, at, with the terms of the playing style, I like. But the substitutions in this game, they're just head scratches. For example, what Nick... What Nick said first about subbing off Yakumakis at halftime for Pavlidis, that did not make sense at all. And when he got subbed on uh, Pavlidis, Solis came on after around the 60th minute mark for Zeka. You thought, okay, that's a good change. It's an attacking change. We need it. But then you see Solis playing striker and Pavlidis left wing. I've never seen Pavlidis play left wing, ever. Did it yeah. work? No, it didn't. Yeah. It didn't. Yeah. Stephen? I just think that JVS's game management is, is isn't quite there. Like I, like you said, some of the decisions he made in terms of the substitute, the rotation of putting people in different positions when that isn't when that isn't their best position. And like you said, Yagomagis, give him like you know, if if he's not satisfied with how he did in the first forty five minutes, give him until the hour mark. Give him until sixty five minutes or, or and whatnot. I'll bring. Bavli this on with him. There's not a lot, a lot of pace if you bring them both on, but at least you have two strikers on the pitch and then bring on, you know, Zolis as well. Yeah. To add some pace on the wing. But yeah, it, it's a disappointing result. And it's not it's not the end of the world. I think a lot of people got quite angry at the, at the result. And I think we were all frustrated that, you know, we weren't promoted. And also it means that our, we're not in pot two for the World Cup qualifiers, either we're in pot three. It's not the end of the world, but it's... Hopefully, improvements can be made by the World Cup qualifiers. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Anthony, how'd you say it, mate? You know, I mean, the result was pretty disappointing. Um, we saw the social media backlash. I mean, I don't think it was as disastrous as, as it was being made out to be, but I was a bit disappointed with the personnel selection, the substitutions. Uh, I feel like we should have just gone out there and attacked a little bit more, um, especially since, I mean, a loss or a draw it would have ended in the same thing. So, you know, I would have liked for us to come out a little more headstrong, a little more attacking, but it is what it is. What can we do? You know, 
Yeah, well, I mean, that's it. The the um, reaction was, yeah, was a bit all over the place, by myself included as well. That's why we thought we're not going to do a podcast straight afterwards or even a day. We're going to wait. We're going to wait a bit to let everything calm down. Uh, Greg's always a voice of reason. How do you see it, mate? Uh, look, I think everyone makes a pretty good point. Um, the one thing I'll say, I don't know how much more, I mean, we'll, we attacked from, this, from the start of the game to the end, so I don't know how much more attacking we could get. Although, um, I think Stephen mentioned, uh, uh, look, you guys mentioned it all previously about that Yakumakis change with Pavlidis. I think JBS at some stage in that second half panicked a lot because uh, putting Pavlidis at left mid, he, he started off his career at left midfield, but you don't play Pavlidis as a left midfielder these days. Um, and then you've got the, Baca, the Bacasetas obsession, which I'm surprised any of you guys mentioned, given what's been going, going on in social media about him. Um, that, is a, that is a worry for us in the future. He's, uh, he's, he's not his obsession. He's, he obviously backs Bacasetas a lot, but we can all see his limitations there. So that's a big, that's a concern going forward. I've, I've uh, definitely backed JBS, and I think we need to see what we can do for the World Cup qualifiers. But uh, his game management, as you guys mentioned, is is a worry. And in regards to us being a League B or a League C team, um, until we sort out our striker situation and to the point where we can knock in goals reasonably comfortably, um, we're going to have you know we, it's going to be a battle for us to get out of League C. We we got to we got to do something about our striker and goal scoring uh, situation. Otherwise, we're just going to keep being in this position. Yeah, that's um, that's pretty good summation, guys. There. Look, I was the same. The the one thing that I said during and probably after the match was that I just there's no there's no intent to kill um, in what JVS tries to do, or maybe well, that's how I perceive it. So the like for like substitute, the 45th minute substitution was just a head scratcher because you probably didn't need to do that. You probably could have just said, look, you know. We're going to do this and then just just go hard and you know do do some triple substitutions in the 65th minute and just move and see if you can get it going. Um, yeah, the game's done. Pop B, C, D, whatever it is, um, it's going to be tough now. Uh, as Greg alluded to, I think we just uh, if we need to get our striker situation sorted um, first and foremost. Otherwise, um, you know we're going to find it a bit tougher because in in a in Obviously, with the World Cup groups, they're going to be stronger. We probably are going to, you know, concede a goal or two in games. Um, so we need to also be able to score. So um, I think everything is done now. Um, Greg, yeah, go on. Sorry, we we did get to pot C for the World C. Cup uh, draw. Yeah. So that's yeah. that was a positive that came out of it because we we're battling between C and D, and so that does make the yeah. draw potentially good for us. We might get a pretty good draw. There's possibilities of that. So that was a, that's a big thing that came out of yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I, I said, you know, a, a loss wouldn't have done anything, but apparently a loss would have done. So right. yes. I, was, I was incorrect for that. So um, maybe that's one of the reasons JVS, you know, thought, okay, if we're not going to win this game, let's ensure that we don't lose either to, to drop down. Look, there are, there are situations, I think you guys have alluded to, that um, we could get a favourable draw. It's... Highly unlikely, but anything's possible in football. So, as we said, there's nothing, nothing really much to say now until we move on. Uh, the coach is going to have a good long break and get to look at all the players in the leagues. All we can hope for is that the guys move on, the guys play, uh, some other guys kick on and you know try to force their way into the side that's what i'm hoping for george a lot of guys on the periphery just kind of force their way in come march especially look the strikers and the attacking players are are copying it rightfully so the the onus was on them and they failed to deliver but we won't really put under the pump defensively over across these six games look what we'll do as well it's a good point here nico and one of the questions that was given to us, I thought we'll, we'll do it now because it, it fits in well. This is from at Nicholas underscore cost one. Who are some players that are deserving for a call up to the ethnic year come World Cup qualifiers? Nick, straight to you, mate. Who do you think? It's a deserving bit, or even who yeah. do you think might get a, you know, get an opportunity? Hard, it's a bit too hard to tell come March. Look, there's players that could be injured now and then get on a run of form and force themselves in. Who would you, who would you like? Is there is there one or two yeah. that you could there hope is. to see? It might be a bit short term. Fetfadzivis. Yeah. Um, and also, yeah. I, I think we need a centre back partner 
for Hadzidiakos because Zavellas is not a long-term solution there. Well, we've got a few young guys, so hopefully they are uh, string a few I, matches. Yeah. That's what I alluded to, hoping one of them kick on, whether it be Nicolau, Retzos, any of them at the moment. Bunguras. Kiriakos Papadopoulos has started playing. <laughs> he's, only, he's only, what, 28 years old, so you know, yeah. we know what he can do. Um, Steve, what do you think? Who, do you, like who would you like to see? Well, I mean, I'd, I'd love to see if, if they're fit, Mavrobanos and, um, and Redsos, if they're getting consistent game time. Um, I'd like to see Galamakis come back. You know, he scored on the weekend, so he's given himself a good chance to get called up if he can maintain some consistent form. Um, i trying to think who else. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've said what I've said about Fifatsi. This I want him to, to come. I don't think he will now that he's playing in the Middle East. Um Trying to think who else. Um, Fundas, obviously, when he comes back from full fitness. Yep. Um, yeah. And also, Galanopoulos as well. Yep. All right. Good shout. Michael? Um, for centre backs, Nicolau. Just, just anyone. Empoli. I mean, yeah. Even, yeah Nicolau even. from Empoli. Yep. Uh, Mavropanos, Retzos, the right back, Yanis Masuras. That's who I want to see. I think they deserve a shot in the ethnic key. And they are done with under 21's duty. From next year on, they'll be available for the senior squad. So that's good to Perfect. see. Good stuff. Anthony? I'd like to see Puguras and uh, maybe Fed Fadzidis for a, a short-term solution, honestly. I like what he's been doing, well, yeah. what he did in Nadis. Yeah. It all depends on JVS. And last but not least, Greg? Uh, look, as I mentioned, all of them, uh, I definitely want to see Galanopoulos back in the mix. Uh, my... Worry of Zeka and Gurbelis playing in the centre midfield has is is the reality. They they from an attacking they, they do a great job cutting everything down. But given the teams we're playing, we don't need two Zekas and uh, a Zeka and a Gurbelis playing there. We need to open up our play. So we know Galanopoulos. He can and they sit very deep. Galanopoulos can actually get into the attack. And we saw straight from his um comeback from injury the great goal he scored for Ayak on the weekend. So I'd love to see him. I'd love to see Feftajidis in there. I think he can. He can cause some um, penetration damage to the opposition, which um, we're really struggling with. And a wild card for me is Baloyani. It's a bulk product from the youth who's now at Ofi, who I've seen a fair bit playing the midfield over there, who um, I think is a, is a great young player who can offer, again, our midfield a bit more uh, diversity in the, in the passing and the attacking sense that Zek and Gurbelis don't give us at the moment. So I'd love to see him at some stage get a shot out there as well. Yep. Good shout. Uh, me personally, look, I'm just going to keep it simple. I just want to see the guys on the periphery that, you know, have shown a lot, Mavropanos, those types that have been injured. I just want to see them get a good run, get a good bit of games behind their belt and um, crack on and hopefully get themselves an opportunity. Yeah, Nico. You know what really frustrates me in all this? Yeah, Mavlivis and Yakumakis failed to hit the back of the net <laughs> when they wore the ethnic jersey. Fast forward a few days to the weekend, they play against each other. Yep. Not only one, but both of them score inside the first <laughs> 35 minutes. <laughs> and with Mavlivis, I think that was his first goal in nine games. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he had, he had a bit of a barren run. So good to see he's back on. Um, Back on goal scoring. Now, guys, I um, got some good news, some breaking news as well. So I alluded to, we alluded to something. We put out a tweet earlier in the week about um, some breaking news regarding the ethnic or mother. So uh, there's a little backstory to it. I've been communicating with people just, you know, and all that through uh, our social medias and a reliable source. I don't want to give up the person's name because... You know, that's that's they, they want it to be that way. But they have stated that the George Baldock potential ethnic move isn't dead and buried. Everything slowed down due to COVID um, paperwork wise, but they're hoping to get it back on track. So that's fantastic news. You heard it here first. Um, and let's hope, you know, that that could potentially be a uh, great addition to ethnic ear in a position that we strongly uh, could do. Greg, what do you think of those news? I think that's great news. Um, one of the things we forgot to mention, I guess, during that whole Slovenia thing was um, the right back and uh, Van Schip used Mavrias for three games straight. He was absolutely tired and dead by the Slovenia game. So uh, Baldock is a, a quality person. You know, he plays in the Premier League. Um, it would be fantastic to get him in there and um, 
be able to provide us another avenue of really good attacking play on the on the right. So uh, bring it on. Yeah, yeah, Steve. What do you think, mate? Yeah, I mean, he. I I really like his distribution into the box. He he does those kind of early crosses that I've seen Zimegas do for the national team in yep. Olympiagos. I really like that, and he he makes those really pacey runs up and down the wing. Um, he's. I think he's. I think they're still playing. I can't remember what system Sheffield United is still playing. I think he plays in a back five. Yeah, correct. Yeah, he, he plays. Yeah, yeah. sometimes which isn't a problem. Like, obviously, yeah. it's not a problem at all. I mean, um, and obviously Sheffield United aren't having the best of seasons, but I don't think it's to their detriment. They're not. It's they've had quite a disappointing season so far. But you know, regardless, he seems to be performing quite well whenever I whenever I catch him by the commentator saying his name and. Yeah, um, I, 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 he'd be great for the Ethniki if if, yeah. we, if he can get the ball rolling again. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, Bill Clay Jr. at T. Dodotian uh, asked a question, funny enough, today. So, Bill, um, you know, I hope that answered you, answered your question, because, yeah, you know, we could do with him as our right back. Now, Bill also asked a question, and, and I'll, I'll put it to us now because we're talking about the Ethniki. Um are there any distant players JVS has previously considered that would be eligible under FIFA rules, would want to play for us, would be a good addition? For me personally, Kiomonos Oglu, I think, um, you know, he was talked about. Vasiliadis was another one that was talked about. Um, you know, I'd love to see them. They're both Greek. Vasiliadis was different team, so I think he's got his passport. Um, Kiomonos Oglu, when the talk was out about him playing for Greece, Germany started giving him under-21 caps. So, um yeah, I don't know. We'll see what comes from that. They're my picks. Michael? Um, we've mentioned him before on the podcast. I'm going to mention him again. And he's very highly rated in Switzerland. Leonidas Sturgeo for yes. St. Gallen. Yep. He's, I think JVS has looked at him earlier in the year, I think. And going into Sweden now, there is a 19-year-old uh, player, Greek player for Ostersunds, Nikos Dorsis. He's not been looked at by John Van Skip. But maybe it could be one for the yeah. one for the future for the ethnic year. We'll see. Perfect, perfect. Anthony, what do you reckon? Any any names uh, that you could think of? I mean, you you hit the nail on the head right there. I was thinking Vasiliadis, and then we just talked about him right now. If we can potentially get Baldock, uh, I'd love to have those two players in the national team. I feel like they can really, especially Baldock. I'm a fan of his. Yeah. So if we can land, we can land them into the national team. I think it'll be nothing but positive. Yeah. So Bill. Hope we answered your questions. Um, the last, well, there's two more here that we'll read out. Um, Nicoli, at N underscore Kalathakis, big West Ham fan, Nick. Uh, do you think Van Ship should experiment with a 3-4-3 formation um, in some friendlies or a World Cup qualifier? Greg, I'll go to you. What do you think? Uh, I wouldn't mind it. I mean, we played pretty good under the 4-3-3. Uh, and I was thinking, uh, my ne next train of thoughts after a lot of debates this week in regards to JBS and the ethnic E was uh, possibly a 4-4-2. But uh, a 3-4-3 could potentially work. I, 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 the reason I'm thinking this would work, again, the 3-4-3 sorry, the four three three worked well against Cyprus. And I think we have to move away from one striker up front given um, the, the goal-scoring situation. So I would give that a go. I'd, I'd get... Um, you know, Jolis potentially on the left, yeah, Yakumakis um, up front with uh, maybe Limnios on the right. Um, An experiment even more. I, I really think we need to start looking at even two strikers up front. So I'll yeah. be for it. All right. Perfect. Perfect. Last question, which is, um, yeah, ethnic year related as well, from John Vamianakis uh, at J underscore Vams, V-A-M-S. Do you believe that John Van Ship will bring back Manolas, Socrates and all the veteran players for the World Cup qualifiers? Look, we've touched on this before, uh, John. What we want, there's a lot of things happening in the background that clearly we're not privy to. Um, you know, guys like, put it this way, guys like Manolas are, I bet they'd, we'd be better off with them in the team. Um, they're obviously quality players, but with everything that's happened in the background, no one knows what the truth is. There's the truth is somewhere in the middle there. Um, let's just hope for the sake of the ethnic year, they can find some common ground. And if they get selected, great. If not, then, you know, we have to move on and, you know, people will live and die by these decisions. Greg. I just connecting that to the previous question and what I was saying 
and what the question was. Uh, I think if we do want to look at two strikers in the future, we, you know, we probably have to look at getting some, you know, especially someone like Manolas. I've said, you know, Manolas and Chavez for me are two world-class centre-backs. Um, and then with the issues we have scoring at the moment up front, I think we need them back in the team. So we have some stability at the back. Oh, we but definitely need them. I don't think, um, I, my gut feeling is they're not, they're not going to come back on the JVS, which uh, could prove instrumental in the World Cup qualifying for his future as well. Yeah, well, that's it. A lot of decisions, these decisions have been made and they're going to make or break either, you know, players, ethnic or Malikaris or, or, um, or the coaches there. So, John, I hope we answered that question for you there. Um, guys, I think we've wrapped up everything ethnic wise uh, till next year. As I said, let's uh, hope that we can uh, kick on from there and get some, see some players and uh, move on to bigger and better things. All right, Super League. We, um, we had a round of football over the weekend. We'll kick off with the big match because I know Anthony wants to uh, get this off his chest. Anthony, I'm going to give you 30 seconds to vent um, about the Olympiacos Panathinaikos match. Go for it. Okay, I mean, where do I begin? It's up to A you. football match is 90 minutes. They have two weeks to prepare. We have all of our players. I think only Kurbelis and Hadjiovanis are called up to the national team. And Olympiacos doesn't even have a training session. And they, they go into Kariaskakis and they play like they're scared chickens. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't. The first half, they allowed Olympiacos to press all the way up the pitch. Panathinaikos couldn't get anything going, and they were outplayed. They're all class in the first class in the in the first half. The second half, okay, there was chances. They made chance. They they had chances. They could have scored. They maybe could have won. But the thing is, what I saw out there on that pitch was an absolute disgrace. As a Panathinaikos fan, they needed to play the full ninety minutes, not forty-five. And then on top of it, they have, uh, I don't know if anybody knows about this, there was a bust up in the locker room. Juan yeah. told um, Bologna that uh, don't treat me like a child. Kaziovani said, why did you sub, uh, why did you sub me out? Uh, Makeda was throwing a fit and it, it's, it's ridiculous. These players think that they're bigger than, than the club and they haven't proven anything. If yeah. anything, they proved my point that the youngsters need to be playing for Panathinaikos and not these third rate foreign players. Yeah. Yeah. Nico, how'd you want to add to that? Yeah, no, I think Andoni's hit the nail on the head there. It's just a bit of a mess at the moment, the whole club, top to bottom. Um, look, first half, as Andoni said, atrocious. Second half, the big chance, it, it fell to the player I didn't want it to fall to, Magedda. That, that, it's easier to miss rather than score, and he somehow – it's easier to score, sorry, rather than miss, and he somehow missed. It was yeah. about 13, 14 minutes to go. There was – there was that header as well that Kudbelis had that all the defenders yeah. just stood and watched yeah. him. And I, I was yeah. I was watching it thinking, free, free, header. Yeah. free header. I can't believe it. Um, yeah. So that was an well, interesting Well, I will one. say that our two best players were two academy kids, Zagaritis and Alexandropoulos. Yeah. If that doesn't say yeah. at all about these foreigners that we've recruited, I don't know what else does. <laughs> we've the, the path before. We've had these foreigners. They haven't learned. If you're going to go in depth about the problems at this club, you've got to go way back. We've had it before. Um, that's why we're in this mess in the first place from a few years ago. The owner, he hasn't learned his lesson. Um, I'm sure we'll get on the news later about the new technical director, but it's going to get from bad to worse. Europe's yeah. gone for the year. Just play the kids for the rest of the year. Yeah, well... Um... Yeah, I think the only saving grace is that these uh, foreign players that have been brought in aren't expensive flops like the ones that you were getting uh, back in the day when, when you got yourselves into big debt. <clears throat> Steve, Olympiacos side of things, how did you see the match? Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy we took the three points, if I'm honest, because I think we played, we played much better in the first half. It's like the opposite of what has been going on for the vast majority of the season where we've, we've been slow in getting into the game in the first half and we ended our first half goal drought and against all teams it was Bal who, who, um, who, we, who we ended it against um, Fortunis with a great great goal the this I think palmed it straight into him if I'm not mistaken after Mazur has missed the yeah. shot um, and we were dreadful in the second half We you, you could tell that we didn't have a training session we are uh, absolutely 
Absolutely well, that, that's and let's that, yeah. let's just touch on that because I was a bit critical um, watching us in the second half, and then all the subsequent news come out that uh, training sessions we didn't have any, or if we started them, he had to stop them you know barely into him and he goes in all his coaching career in all his football career he's never seen things like this happen so um a bit of perspective i guess in that eh, Steve? yeah and honestly when i mean that when i say that we were lucky to get away with the win we were we really were, we there were, were. Like three or there were yeah. three or four chances that bunny thing goes should have how i don't honestly i feel for you for you to nigga and, and i don't know how they missed i really don't they should have scored especially in like the last five minutes there was a sh- I think it was like a three on two on the break and yeah. I just thought okay, Bukalak, oh, yeah, just, Bukalaki just flicks the ball to does his little flick yeah Bukalaki's great uh, great almost Cisse. great nearly assist yeah great nearly Cisse, assist Cisse Cisse just tries to smash his put it through and then it just bounces and then they I think it was typical of Paul season this year where they just uh, had a had a three on one break and then uh Rafinha, yeah. Rafinha just slid out of nowhere and just kept sliding across. He did. And I'm thinking, I'm watching this as well, thinking, man, this is going to be a calamity of errors. We, and we're just we're playing comedy. We're playing City. We are playing Manchester City on Wednesday. And, yeah. You know, they lost to Spurs. They, yes. And, and, and I know we'll get into this in a bit, but, you know, if Banithin Igos can nearly score against us, City will, City will score against us, yeah. I guarantee it, especially yeah. if we play a similar lineup and play the way we did. Hopefully we'll nah. have a bit more fitness by yeah. then. But, Let's yeah. hope so. Let's hope so. Um, yeah, look, I was happy with the result. We got the points. We move on. It's derby matches. Michael, did you want to add anything to this? Yes, I do. I've got some statistics here for Pedro Martins. Yeah, man. That was his 120th game in charge. Yep. That puts him amongst the top six of Olympiakos coaches. Oh, beautiful. Right. Nice. He has a winning percentage of 68.3%. That puts him third on the list. Do you know his above? Only be- above is Dusan Bajevic. And number one is Ernesto Valverde. Valverde, yeah. Okay, yeah. well, that's a good list. Look, he's for a coach that came from a, you know a mid-table Portuguese side that no one had really heard of. He's, he's you know, all credit to him. He's he's doing really good for us, and uh, long may it continue. Okay, um, Lamia two, Asteras two, a uh, couple goals. You know, both halves there uh, for the draw. So. Atromitos 2, Apollon 2 as well. Um, yeah, another four-goal thriller there with uh, a penalty at the end. Well, um, not at the end, sorry. In the 72nd minute to get the draw. Aik 4, Larissa 1. I'll go to Greg first. Greg, how did you see this one? Great win for Aik. Uh, we uh, we needed to have a nice big win, and we had one. We had a pretty ordinary first half with uh, Oliveira up front, um, but uh, our second half was magnificent. Um, the young left wing, Majeras, uh, scored a, a beautiful goal to open the scoring for Aik. Petros Mandalos, our captain, had an amazing game. He had three assists, and we scored, honestly, we scored four amazing goals with Majeras, San Sarifad, Samoas, and Galanopoulos. Um, so that was great. Uh, and like I said, Mandalos on fire. The, I think one of the things that came out of the game was Oliveira's form. It's, it's pretty ordinary at the moment. So um, he's a worry. And the biggest, I think, well, the biggest worry of everything is unsatisfied. Looks like he may have had a groin injury. We still haven't heard too much about it since that game. So I am praying to God that um, he's okay because Oliveira at the moment is, is proving super ordinary. We need unsatisfied to be healthy. Um, commiserations to Michael. It was a, it was a great win for us. I got to say, Larissa on their end showed very, absolutely nothing. To be honest, that besides the beautiful goal they scored as well. So, um, for I pretty good. Coming for the next game, Michael. Again, again, like I did with Antoni. He's thirty <laughs> seconds. Let it out, mate. <laughs> it, it's you've seen the move, the horror movie Saw. Yeah. That's what it, that's what it feels like watching IL man. That's what it feels like watching. <laughs> what he's this guy Gregorio. I'm glad he resigned. I'm glad he saw his mistakes. Gurias exposed him. Even though I hate him, he exposed him. He started a left back at center back. That left back is Muzek. He has been responsible for the past four games for conceding some stupid goals that should not have happened. He. The two goals Ajax scored, I think it was the second and third, all his fault, Muzek. And now I'm hearing he's going to get released. 
That's that's Gordias. He sees uh, players doing stupid things. He releases them. Oh, he's a foreigner. I forgot to add. Get rid of these foreigners. I'm sick of them. I am sick and tired of these foreigners that Gordias has brought in. He says, oh, they're good for the club. I remember he brought in a, an Albanian winger a couple seasons back. He's going to say, oh, this guy's going to bring fans to the stadiums. What you see, he released after six months. This is this is like <laughs> I always become a re- a recycling bin for foreigners. That's what it is, and I am sick and tired of it. I am well, sick and tired of it, man. And you've got yourself a new coach, uh, ex Platanias coach, I believe. Is yeah, don't, don't get don't even get me started on that one. I've, where did he come from? So it is confirmed. It's confirmed. Yanis yeah, Tatsis. Yeah. Um, he was at Platanias. Only at the start of this season, he was at Calithea. Okay. And he, he just got the offer on, on the table and just took it. I've never heard of him. I mean, obviously, Ayel was in Athens and Gurias probably just went down the street and offered him a job. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, just uh, got some breaking news as well. John Van Ship has tested positive for COVID. <laughs> So there you go. I don't know what that means. The the everything's over, but I am guessing that all the players in the ethnic year are going to get tested. I'm sure they got tested one way or the other anyway. So let's hope that we don't have a flow on effect for this because couple couple of days ago he was on Nova Sports on an interview. Yeah. So the whole yeah. Nova over the the whole Nova Sports Nova building Sports. is probably in quarantine now. Anthony. Just wanted to say we wish John and his family well. Hopefully they don't have any symptoms or anything and they'll get over this COVID. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Addis, uh, continuing their uh, good start to the Greek season. They had a 1-0 away win. Now, they've won all their away games as well. We we, uh, Mm -hmm. put uh, a tweet out before their match. So And they've continued on. So, you know, good to see. They've got an early goal. Um, Bruno Gama got the goal and continued on and got the points at the end. Um, Baok 2, Yanina 1. Greg, how did you see this, mate? Uh, look, Yanina, I tell you, Yanina and Apollon are two, um, two little good little teams in the Greek Super League at the moment who are playing uh, pretty decent football. They gave Baok quite a scare uh, at the start of that game and they, they scored early, but Baok uh, fought back to their credit. Um, and El Kaduri was able to get the winner for them. So they scraped through. Um, there was, it was in the first minute of uh, injury time that they got that winner. So um, a bit of a warning sign. For, uh, Bulk, Bulk, on the other hand, you know, they've been pretty inconsistent. Some, you know, one game, they, they look fantastic. The next game, they, they can't pull passes together. So definitely a huge consistency problem for Bulk. Do you think it's uh, the step up for the coach trying to find the consistency? Cause of, or do you think just the squad's just imbalanced? Or how do you see um, it? Well, he, he generally, start, you know, he, he, there was a fair bit of changes in this game as well. I think it was one of the first games where he started the whole team without a, a Greek in the 11 or something like that. So uh, yeah, that, it could be, cor- it could be, that's yeah. correct. Yeah. Yeah. So th- there's a bit of mix and matching there, which obviously the pay, the players are, um, some of them are just not stepping up to that task of uh, being consistent. So um, yeah. it's not an easy task to jump in there. And then you've got all these uh, injuries to deal with. So I think the players need to step up. Yeah, the only Greek that came on was uh, totally set halftime for Virinia. There you go. There you go. Oh, okay. Um, Offy four, Volos one. Volos, great start to the season. I wouldn't say the wheels are falling off, but they're they're heading, they're sliding down. Can I just say they were a little bit unlucky with that result? Um, It was one all for a a little while. I'm pretty sure it was. Yep. Um, Or they no so. Okay, two one. No, so it was two everything one. happened. Yeah. Everything happened in the last uh, ten minutes of that game. Yeah, uh, Volos missed a stack of chances. Uh, uh, Offi missed a few, but they, they got that goal through Guzman up early on. Then uh, Sandinero made it two 0 in the 79th. And again, Volos was missing all types of chances. Dimopoulos scored. Not they also long had after a player sent. They had a player sent off as well at the start as well. But yeah. to Volos's credit, they they were um, they were still creating a fair yeah. bit. They just they just copped those um, three goals in the last eleven minutes, which uh, uh, blew the score out. How'd your boy Niniska? 12 minutes. <laughs> Slowly. Michael. Can I just can I just add here, like exactly yep. at this point at last season, Volos was seventh. Yep. Volos a fifth. Yeah. And now they're going on a little bit of a dry patch, just like last season. Could that could that be the same case again? 
Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Interesting. Good, interesting uh, point there. All right, so it wraps up the round, boys. Uh, looking at the ladder, Olympiacos um, and Addis share top spot. Olympiacos are above there on goal differences, so on 19 points. Pauk uh, 18, Aik 16, Volos 12, Atromitos 12, Asteras 11. Pathnaikos are on nine. Ofi did their goal difference a huge favour. They're on nine points as well. Uh, Yanina also sitting on nine points. Larissa, uh, five points. Apollon, four. Panatolikos, four. And Lamia, two. So that's the table, guys. Michael. Can I just say something about Ike? Yes, of course. Because this is very interesting and probably Greg would like it too. A statistic here says... Galanopoulos and Macheras were the first academic players to score in a match since Stelios Manolas and Vagelis Vlachos. Are you sure that's right? I am sure that's Stelios right. I'm reading Manolas. it right. Wow. Stelios Manolas. Jeez. Yep. <laughs> Richard Guinea. Wow. <laughs> Uncle Stel. I wonder what I, Uncle Stelios. I good on him. <laughs> that's amazing, Michael. That's uh, that's 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 said amazing. That's that's a long time ago. Um, that was but, uh, a four 0 win. Yes. That was in a 4 0 win against Bulk. Yeah, so I remember the easy wins over yep. Bulk back then. Yeah, <laughs> don't upset the Bulk fans. Uh, all right, guys. So we'll move on to um, European matches as well. They're coming up um, this week. Now we'll start with the Champions League match, Olympiacos, Man City. Stephen. Well, as I alluded to before, <laughs> This is going to be a very, very interesting game because we've we've got six injuries, and I think I think we're going to be playing the false nine again. I don't think he's going to quite Pedro Martin's going to quite trust Sudani to play at striker. He's clearly he's going to let Fortunis play false nine and let him pick up the ball from you know inside our own half. Yeah. Um, City lost again, like I said, on the weekend to Spurs. They had a, and City they've got Burnley had, and they've got Burnley this weekend. Just. Quite yeah, so which is a must-win game. And they'll fa- they'll yeah. fancy beating them. Sorry, go on. Uh, well, we'll see. I mean, but Burnley got their first, I think they got their first win of the season yesterday against Crystal Palace. Um, City normally give um, give their next opponents after a loss a bit of a slap. So I imagine they'll do the same with us. Um, yeah. We're at home, which doesn't make a huge amount of difference right now with no fans, but it does seem to galvanise the team a little bit more when we play at home. Yeah. Um, and we kind of need something from this game, I think, because if Porto get another three points off of Marseille, it's unlikely we're going to get um, second place at this point because we have to then beat Marseille away and then we have to play Porto in the final game of the group stage at yeah. home. And by then it might be too late. And hopefully we can get third. I'm still confident we can get third, but second looks like it's slipping away from us. Yeah, we, we definitely need some points in this game if we if we want to have a realistic shot at well, not uh, you know, shot at second. Hey, Nico, uh, as a man that follows EPL because of your team, Villa, what do you see uh, with Man City? Um, I said it last time when you guys played them. Defensively, I'm still not sold on them. Yeah. Or what Tottenham did. I don't know if you saw any highlights of that game, but Tottenham... I did. Tottenham were pretty good. Tottenham had it pretty easy against them. They restricted them up the other end as well. It was one of those games, if I because I didn't see much of it. But City, look, City, did C- have City the ball controlled the, the ball. City yeah, had, yeah, yeah, but and they did. They look. They'll say maybe they were hardly done by. They had the ball in the back of the net, but I think they'll have too much for you guys. But still, not not sold on them at all. Yeah, Stephen. Well, that, I, I was like they dominated in possession as well against Spurs and. The, Spurs had four shots, two on target, and scored both their goals, whereas City had about 23 shots and something like six on target, and they couldn't put it in the back of the net. They did score, but I think it was... I think Gabriel Jesus handballed it in the build-up or something. Yeah, and so... Yeah, Yeah. if we can be clinical and, and, you know, take our chances, which we haven't been doing in Europe, um, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Let's go for a uh, tip. We'll start with uh, Anthony. What do you reckon? Uh, 2-0 Manchester City. 2-0 City. Uh, Stephen? I am with you, Anthony. It's going to be 2-0 Manchester City. Okay. Uh, Michael? 2-1. 2-1. Olympiacos? Yes. (laughs) Beautiful. I like it. Uh, Greg? 
I'll go one one. One one. And Nickel. That's what I had in my yeah. head. Yeah, look, I, I I think it's either we're gonna somehow get a result or we're gonna we're gonna lose um which that's what a, anyway. I don't know. I'm hoping I'm hoping one one, two one optimistically, but you know, that's me being optimistic there. All right, we'll move to the next match there. PSV Eindhoven versus Bulk. Um, Michael, do you want to grab this one? How do you well, see it? Well, this one will be tougher than the first meeting. Yep. PSV, PSV have all their players back now. That's right, yes. They don't have any, you know, they're not stricken by COVID or any injuries. They're, they've got their full squad now. So uh, this, is a, this is a big test for Park because it's in the Netherlands. And uh, let's see... Let's see if Garcia starts the right players. And I don't want to see Business Vars starting uh, up at left wing. I want to see Zolis up there or either um, Thomas Merg. Thomas Merg can play left wing or he can play behind the striker. The, the question is, who, which striker is going to start? Is it going to be their 3.5 million signing Antonio Cholak or Zvidersky? Because Zvidersky is now hitting some goal scoring form for Pauk. Well, So let's see what happens. If Pauk... If they win this, they uh, get some clear air there. So um, it's a big match for them in terms of if they can get a result where the table then between themselves and Granada and PSV and Normonia splits in half, essentially. So it's uh, it'll be an interesting one. I'm sure they know what's ahead of them. So And also, um, Janulis is out, just, just to keep that in mind. So yeah. they'll, they'll probably He's... start their Norwegian right left-back Pereira, I think that's his name. Yep. Yeah, so he did well against... Uh, Bazian, and he got he caught the little flack. I thought he played well from the highlights that I watched. It, I, reckon, I reckon start him, get some get some game time in him, so he can get used See to the game. Yep. Yeah. All right. Tip. What do you think? Um, one nil to Balk. One nil Balk. Nice. Anthony. Uh, one one. One one. Stephen. I don't really know how well Balk travels. So we don't know how well Park does in Europe. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, you know what? I was pessimistic. I, I was sorry. I was optimistic with them at home. Um, when, and I said they'd win at home and away. I'm going to say it's a draw, one all. One one. Greg, uh, it's going to be a typical bulk away game. They're going to play a great game, but they're going to lose two one. <laughs> and Nico, uh, before I give you my tip, I reckon this is the biggest game out of all three Greek sides. This game's huge. Bulk. It's massive. It's it massive in, in terms of if they get the win, what it does yeah. for them. Yeah. I'm, maybe it's a bit too optimistic. I'm going to go one all. One one. Yeah, I think it's going to be a one one draw as well. I um, you know, I can't. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It's 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 season defined. Well, not season defined, but it's a it's a defining match for them to see where the team's yeah. at. Just all right. COVID coefficient points. Yeah, that's in all the points help. All right, uh, Aik Zoria, Greg. Uh, look, uh, it's a game we should win. Um, my my main worry is that Unsatisfied will probably not play in this game. He's fit. We'll ha- he is? Yep, he's, re- he's okay, been cool. um, so, gone undergone scans. Everything's cleared. The same for Lopez. Great news for Unsatisfied. Lopez, uh, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Insua play left back, but uh, that's good news. I think with uh, Unsatisfied, I'm guessing he'd probably start Oliveira up front and Unsatisfied could use the rest then. Um, but look, we've got enough talent to be able to beat these guys uh, quite comfortably in Athens, I reckon. And um, uh, we might even see Levy Garcia, who's coming back from injury, get a decent run. And I think Galanopoulos might even get a decent run in this game as well. Uh, so, um, you know, we've got plenty of players in, in form. Um, and I think we're looking at a comfortable, let's go 3-0 win for Ayek. Nice. Okay. 3 0 Aik. Anthony? Uh, thinking the same thing. 3 0 Aik. 3 zip. Yep. Stephen? I'm with those two. It's 3 0. 3 zip. Michael? Levaya starts instead of Oliveira. And Samoas is back in the midfield for Aik. So that's good to see. Um, I'm going to go 3 0. 3 0 as well. Nico? Uh, 2 0. 2 0. Yeah, I'm going to say 2 0 as well for AEC. Um, and that'll be a good little boost in points then. And then, um, yeah, hopefully they can get themselves out of that group as well. All right. 
there the round. That's a round of games, guys. Um, I think we've pretty much wrapped everything up here. Now, we've got a couple questions. That, I mean, we, we went all over the place today. And we, we answered a few questions early on as well. So thanks for those questions, guys. If, um, if you've got anything, any comments, anything you want to make, please shoot it to us. Uh, hashtag HellasFootyPod. Send us a DM on any platform. We're all on social media there. Uh, the last question there by... Fat Bury at F-A-T-B-U-R-Y. Fat Bury, nice name. Um, I don't know if you cover lower leagues. Yes, we do. Um, but I'd love to know more about the local sides in Rodos. Now, I replied to that saying, yes, we're going to get onto it. Unfortunately, today I didn't get a chance to with uh, work commitments, but I will get. I will look into that for you and answer the question in our next podcast there 100%. So thanks for your input there, Fat Bury. Um, Love that you follow us and um, please listen next week and we'll jump on that. Uh, I'll jump on that question for you. Uh, one of our guys that always um, comments and we love him here at South Melbourne F or at Mike at SMFC. Mike, are there any good online discussion forums remaining? Mike, we're going to try. You never know. We're, we're building a little, you know, a little Greek community, Greek football community here. So um as things go, just keep an eye out. Things are growing. Things are getting better for us. But uh, Can I give a shout-out to someone, George, on that? Yeah, you can, mate. There Go is um, the Ultimate Greek Football Forums at the moment. Uh, they, uh, they've got some traffic happening in there. There's currently a really good uh, – some good debates going on in regards to John Van Schip and whether he should stay or shouldn't stay with the national team. Um, you've got a fair few AIC fans on that thing and Panathinaikos fans as well, so – uh, the Olympiakos and Bulk forums can use some uh, uh, traffic that way as well. So uh, there is that forum happening at the moment, which is uh, which is going uh, pretty good. There's some pretty healthy and um, uh, you know good debates in that in that forum. So if you want to check that out, you'll get some good action there. Perfect, perfect, good shout out, Nico. I just wanted to touch on the previous question about the Rodos club. Yes. Uh, was it Michael can back me up on it as well? Didn't they? Well, I know the league hasn't kicked off or anything, but the Agoras, the biggest club there in Rhodes, they went up to the second tier. I believe so. And Rodos as well. Rodos FC are yes. in the third division football league. I yes. I think they got promoted from the Grama Ethniki. Rodos are in the football league. That's correct. They did get promoted. They were first in the football league. So, um, I don't want to do our friend Fat Bury a disservice by uh, just winging it here. So I will get some more information for you, mate, just to obviously uh, have you got an affiliation with uh, the island? Let us know uh, what, what's piqued your interest as to why uh, you want to know about the clubs. Michael? Rodos was – no, it was Ninis over the summer was linked with Rodos. Ah, there you go. He just, and after all, he just signed for Volos. Yeah. Ah, perfect. Yeah. All right, we're wrapping things up, guys. Uh, I think it's been a great show. We've got the uh, the Bulldog news out there, so let's hope that is uh, that happens sooner rather than later, and we can, um, you know, you can uh, start lacing up for the ethnic ears. So you heard it here first, as we said, um, and let's hope it, it happens there. Greg, I just say we've got a big weekend coming up uh, after the European matches. We've got uh, Aris and Olympiakos. Yes, uh, top, top of the, of the table, table clash. So that's going to be huge. It's a shame there can't be fans there because Viscalivis would absolutely be amazing uh, with that with that occasion. And we got Bulk and Aik both away from home. Bulk at Lamia and Aik at Asteras Tripolis, um, who are, you know, they're not the – it's always always tricky away games. So um, it's going to be an interesting week domestically in Greece. Yeah, no, it sure is. And we look forward to chatting about it. Anthony. I just wanted to add, because I forgot to say earlier, for the Panathinaikos fans, I think Bozukis is on his way out. He's been linked out. Uh, he's been told to find another club. So I feel like that's an important uh, something to mention because I've been seeing it a lot lately. We haven't seen him play. Okay, yeah, so he's been left out of team and he has been told that he needs to move on or, or is, that, is that what all the newspapers are saying? Everything, everything that I've read is so far is that he and Bologna don't really get along and that he's been told to find another club. And he's two weeks ago, they were a week or, a week ago or two weeks ago, he was linked with um, Donis' team in Israel, I believe. Yeah, actually. Well, actually, yeah, we got the news as well. The, the Well, it's not confirmed, but the technical director. Anthony, what do you think? 
the new technical director. Now, I don't want to get his name wrong. It's a French name. Pierre Dreossi. Um, yeah. Pierre Dreossi. Yeah. Yeah, Pierre Dreossi. Uh, confirmed this uh, French publication. Our friend Elaine and Hellas Football contributor also confirmed it um, that multiple sources have said. So, Nico, I'll go to you first. What do you think of this one? Just quickly. Like 99.9% of other Panathana West supporters, I've never heard of the bloke. I went and looked him up. What worried me most is that he hasn't been involved in the game for a very long time and he's not young. I think, yeah, he's not young. I think he worked with, I think Michael confirmed this earlier, that he worked with Bologna. uh, Almost 20 years ago. Back in the 80s or something. That that says it all. I mean, yeah, he's over 60. Um, Yeah, not not good. Xavi Rocco was a failure. I think this guy, we're heading down the same path. Except this is going to be a French revolution. French revolution, yeah. (laughs) Anthony, you want to add to it? Uh, yeah, exactly. It's the Spanish project failed, so let's go to a French one. I mean, this is going to fail catastrophically. Um, I think six months he'll last, and then we're, we're going to be back to square one again. On some positive news for Pathnay, of course, um, they were talking up the, um, the stadium as well. Uh, I think the papers have been signed, so things are moving in motion. I know Pathnay, of course, fans are very... Uh, pessimistic they'll never see the light of day with this stadium but you know they're making noise they're making social media I'll noise give so. your friend a shout out coots pigs fly <laughs> yeah. Yeah. coots that's right yes big coots uh, shout out to coots yes he's uh, a big shout out to coots yeah he's he's a uh, he knows everything about anything greek football he's like the older version of michael uh that's what you gotta look forward to michael <laughs> anyway all right guys look thanks uh for listening it's been a great podcast as usual um at hellas footy pod if you want to say anything you want to shout out to us and all that we're on all the major uh, podcast platforms spotify apple podcasts um itunes anchor all those good things if you do listen to us through uh, itunes and apple podcast if you can please leave a five-star review that would be fantastic thank you all gents have yourselves a good day, and we'll do it again. All right. Join next week. Bye-bye. See you later. Yeah. Bye. See ya.